My dear friends, welcome to the first episode of season two of the Pearl Dialogues. My name is Wazi, and together with Elin, I host this podcast. In it, we explore the nature of reality within the context and through the lens of the diamond approach. If you're new to this teaching, you can find out more about it in the links below. One announcement before I share who my guest is today is that due to copyright issues, I'm going to have to stop hosting having Pearl songs in the podcasts. The reason for that is that on YouTube, there are commercials and ads featured on our videos because of those music installments. And I want to avoid that because I received feedback that sometimes those commercials would appear during or while watching the episode. Also, I want to say that this podcast can be found on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and YouTube if you have a preference where to listen. My guest today is Fred, who lives in Amsterdam, a recently ordained Down Approach teacher. And it's a very beautiful dialogue full of richness. We talk about and explore passion, finding one's passion, living with passion. We talk about being gay in the world. We talk about Tantra. We explore true nature. What is true nature? And many other things. As always, while listening, I invite you to sense your arms and legs, sense your being as the premise for this podcast is transmission and transformation. There is also intellectual knowledge and sharing, but the primary focus is on receiving the transmission of the podcast episode. I also want to say that in the links below, there is a glossary that you can check out if there is any term that you're unfamiliar with. That is all I have to say. Much love. I do feel a sense of preciousness, you know, being with you. I can feel a sense of heart connection with you. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Feel that too. And I like that that grows. It's it's um, it goes. I don't do anything, but it wants more and more be here. Let's say like that. And now I allow it. Suddenly, that's that's what I like. Just allow what what wants to be here. And that's real. It's so beautiful. 
what you just said there, just allow, I mean, I, I can feel the sincerity when you say that and how it just really speaks from your soul in what you're saying about just allowing what is here to be here, right? There is such a sensitivity and such an honesty to that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I love that. That's also the, the path, how can I say the path that I went throughout my life yeah was it in some way that that brought you to the diamond approach you feel yeah yeah and but it and then it started always my personal growth path and it started for me um especially with tantra mm. uh, in the 90s i uh, i did tantra was in, in school and that brought me a lot and i guess that was the right place for me because where I flourish or where where it happens for me is in contact with another person. That's still what I love. Mm. Tantra is about is about contact, is about um, allowing the other yourself being together and see what wants to happen. Mm. So would you say that when you say that there is a lot of, I mean, from what I hear, you say that a lot of your transformation and a lot of your growth and process of discovery hope happens in contact with other human being. And that's a, that's a space that you really appreciate and speaks yep. to you. Yeah. Uh, do you, I, I'm, I'm curious about that, how that may have been constellated differently for different people that some people can be very solitary and maybe not see contact that much um i feel in my case i definitely think that there is a balance i really appreciate like for instance i'm, I'm an avid reader of the down approach books for instance so they work me extremely deeply and and that is a, its own unique space and then i, I love i love connecting in the way that we're doing right now as well, which I also feel like a very potent transformative space that, and particularly within the context of exploring, there's there's such a joy in exploring with other human beings. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Yeah, and I think that's a beautiful combination of you, uh, that you love reading all these, bo these books and, and at the same time, there's so more on your own and, and here and, and all the centers um and also connect really connect to another person uh, my, me myself I, I i love reading in my 20s or more in my 30s i read i read a lot um but that becomes became less and less and the books from of Amita i found a bit difficult to read actually <laughs> and and my growth is more slowly when like i said um in sessions with a teacher uh, in inquiries uh, and i especially also love the dialectic inquiries like we do now <laughs> yeah um, where where insights or whatever wants to be seen by me and by my soul is coming just like uh, just 
in the right moment, I could say. Mm. Wow. So pleasurable and delicious. Uh, and, I, and I'm really fascinated about this particular topic around how different people learn and how different people like to engage because you were saying private sessions has been very big for you and, and, and the contact. And I imagine also that you have your own <clears throat> way of processing and digesting material, maybe in relationship, but also when you're on your own, do you have, also, any, do you have any, how do you really digest the material of the teaching uh, yourself when, when you're not in contact? I think also there, I don't do much. Um, it happens in me. Yeah. Uh, and it happens in my daily life and it happens in my relationship with my partner. And it happens with my friends, but also in me and when I meditate or when I'm doing body work or uh, walking in nature or no, yeah, here's not so much nature, but in the park or whatever <laughs> outside. Yeah, yeah. When I'm, I'm on holiday, I love it very much to be really outside, and, and then it's it falls, and um, it's not so much that I think about it. And I would say I do, I don't do much about uh, for the the uh, that it uh, really gets its place. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's how it goes with me. And then we have another retreat and uh, somewhere or whatever. And then uh, I, I, I discover, oh, wow, oh, yeah, this half year, this and this and this was happening and, and it's integrating and now I'm here. Oh, wow, what a surprise. <laughs> ah. I thought I forget, I forgot uh, things about the, the last retreat, but but it went... It went its own way. Yeah, and suddenly it's it's connection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have that sometimes as well, or often. <laughs> I think it's so. Yeah, it's like woo, illumination. <laughs> That's how I experience it, at least. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. So, how do you experience our field now? Like what's happening in between us? It's changed. It is a bit like, um, how can I say that? I feel strength in myself and more power and more my place and perhaps you more your place. And that changes a bit the, 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 the contact. It's more like, Huh. Yeah. <laughs> you are there and I'm here. And there that's that's the place where the real contact is. And I love it. I feel more my 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 power, let's say that. Yeah. It makes me so happy when you say that. When you say you feel your power, you feel your strength. Uh, yeah, it makes me smile. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. How, how is it in you in this moment? What do you experience?
like again, I, I am very much with the sense of mysticalness. Like there is a mystical atmosphere, I feel like, um, in myself. And I also feel very comfortable. Like I feel at home in the moment and with you. And I notice how there is an effortlessness to being here. And at the same time, I am observing certain movement, certain curiosity, certain potential avenues that we could explore, but it's more just on the surface. I, where I'm situated is in my spine, is in my body, is in my soul, is in my being, you could say. Uh, so there is a largeness to that. And I can relate to when you speak about power and strength. I just feel this natural, <clears throat> natural sense of embodiment and, and being myself. Yeah. Yeah, beautiful. Beautiful. It th touches me when you say, oh, I feel home in this moment. Yeah, that's where it's about, <laughs> I could say. <laughs> yeah, that is where it's about. <laughs> it makes me smile as well, yeah. Yeah, what, what's being stimulated from my belly actually, yes, I, I am really curious about your journey of becoming a teacher in the Diamond Approach. And uh, before we started recording here, you were talking about um, like how you're still uh, very much exploring what it means to be a teacher and, and what your role is as a teacher. Could you, could you share a little bit more on that? Yeah. For me, it feels like it's, it's actually, it's totally open uh, where it wants to go in, with me and in me, also in my life. Um, and I don't have a plan and I don't have, um, There is no cramp, contention around it, that I must be a certain kind of teacher or I must do certain kind of things. Um, and there is a big trust in me and that I know that trust already from very long time in my life, a trust that it will unfold in a way that is right. Uh, for me and for the world. Mm. And at the moment, in my personal life, uh, there's uh, also a lot happening with my mother. I guess my mother will pass away this year. Uh, and my mother-in-law, um, we heard yesterday that probably she has a few weeks to live. So, um, I really want to be with, with this, um, yeah, for me, important things that happen in my life. So um, you can't plan that. And, and it is really here. And it, it is important for me to be with my mother, with my mother-in-law, with my partner, mm. this, in this all. And... Um, so this last year, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a year, a bit more teacher now. 
um, was not like I could think about how it had to go. Yeah, it went a bit different. Um, and I, actually, I I felt in my nervous system that I had to slow down more and uh, do certain things, not not to do certain things, and other things I do. But uh, so try to find my way in all the possibilities that there are in being teacher. Mm. And when you speak about things that you felt you need to change or not change, but stop doing and other things that you could continue doing, is there anything specific that you could share about that? I have my practice. I'm, I'm a, I have a practice psychotherapy, body-oriented psychotherapy. Mm. I love that very much. And that takes time, takes a lot of time. Um, and um, yeah, it's the feeling, what is too much and what is right for me yeah. to do uh, and not to um, make it rigid or to set some goal, but allow it just to um, develop like it wants to develop. And of course, I have an idea, but my my idea is, okay, it's good. I don't have too much uh, um, students now, um, but it's okay. And it's right. It's 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 like it has to, has to be. I First, I want to be with my mother and my mother-in-law and all the other things. And next to that, <laughs> I have, um, yeah, that's another thing, but um, we get, um, together with my partner, we give uh, Tantra trainings. There is a year training just started, and it also needs my attention, and I love that very much. Yeah. Uh, so I can't do it all. <laughs> yeah. That's that's the restriction of uh, of life on Earth, <laughs> and perhaps also in becoming a bit older. Um, I noticed that too. Mm. So um, not doing it all and not. And, and feeling where are my boundaries, that's an important thing. And the trust that it will evolve like it wants to evolve. Hmm. Yeah. Allowing in space once again, huh? Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and the thread that comes up for me that I also can resonate with in my own way is I actually feel that kind of thread of destiny or the thread of uh, mm -hmm. trust again. I feel that destiny and trust is very like woven into each other, you could say. Um, and there is also an attitude of non-interference, which is yep. also central to this teaching of allowing things don't meddle don't kind of uh, tinker too much with 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 what's happening but rather explore it as it unfolds yeah that's right and not knowing allowing the not knowing i love that very very much mm. and not knowing what's here now and not knowing where it goes but yeah. because yeah, one of the things 
I guess what's important for me in my whole process is the ongoing discovery uh, how much I, we, or I um, make some object of myself, thing. Um, and that's important in this because I am not the thing. I am a mystery. Uh, and that mystery wants to unfold. But as soon as I make a thing of it, of myself, it's, um, how do you call it in English? It's stalled. It's, it's, uh, it, it's, uh, it's not flowing anymore. It's, yeah. it's rigid, you could say. And I did that a lot to myself. It's, it's, there, there are ideas in that, how I must be. And as soon there are, whatever idea there is, um, I make a thing of myself. And not a living human being. Yeah. That's an important threat in my, in my um, process, years and years. And deep wisdom. Deep wisdom. Yeah. It is, it's and I even don't, I even don't know how deep <laughs> I feel. It's yeah. like I can feel the depth of that. <laughs> that, is, that is so deep wisdom, you know, not making a thing out of myself, right? Being mm -hmm. a living mystery. Yeah. You know, superego is related to that also. Superego, how we call it, we call it superego in the, in the school. Yeah. That makes, that tries to make a thing of you. Tries to make, you go away from where you are bubbling and alive, and vital, and spontaneous. Yeah. Yeah, something is coming up for me being stimulated as we talk about this. It's a particular understanding of the relationship between superego and ego. Um, and what I came to see at some point is that if we, the ego personality being a structure, one can think of it as a box that we fit around ourselves, right? That, that structures us. And that the superego is like a force uh, that manifests in many different ways, uh, judgment, criticism, applause, to make you fit in that box, to make you stay in that box. And the moment you exit that box, the superego, like the policing of the superego is alarmed. And then it comes in with its baton to, 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 you know, get you back into that box. And in yeah. that box is also contains also all our ego ideals of what is, how we should be. And, uh, you know, what the, what, what our ideal life is and our ideal expression is and ideal images. <clears throat> and also the host of patterning and conditioning from childhood. Um, and then seeing that, I remember my 
some somewhere along my journey, I, I kind of started to see that, which allowed me to to see the box itself, and then in that seeing, disidentify from the box, and also start working the box. You could say deconstructing the box, and also seeing how the superego isn't serving me anymore. It's not serving my 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 being. It's not serving my my tr the truth uh, in my soul. It's actually maintaining a status quo that is not that is not essential to me. That is not true to me. To me, where I'm at in this moment. Um, so that was a very valuable valuable insight. That I f I feel when that actually started working in me was around the same time where I actually for the first time started to discover essence in its existential phenomenological yeah. basis of really yeah, yeah. experiencing myself and experiencing essence uh, directly yeah. yeah beautiful yeah 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 that's the core like super ego regard it is it is it is important for us for our survival it was important yeah. and um there is less and less superego in me, but um, at the same time, I guess superego and also ego will always be there. Yeah. Uh, also, to next to next to my essence, next to my uh, whatever I realize. Um, Yeah, until now, <laughs> what I discover it's that that it is can be dangerous to make a story out of uh, that the ego goes away and the superego goes away, and then there is only bliss, <laughs> yeah. and that's not uh, uh, in my experience not how a life on Earth is. I'm really curious about that that particular thread, like. I'm reading Pearl Beyond Price, as I, as I said, and uh, in that, Hamid Almas uh, states that the next development for a human being is the development of the pearl, like that is the essential person, and the ego is actually a stage of human development that is necessary for separating and individuating uh, and becoming a functional human being but it's a stage that is prior to the true blossoming of that process which actually blossoms into the pearl yeah so i'm i'm, I'm actually extremely interested and curious in to what extent it's possible to embody essence as a consistent thing that is you know, in the beginning or initially that there is some kind of shift where the pearl becomes one's primary modus operandi, like the primary station that one experiences as opposed to being an ego and to what degree it's possible to metabolize and digest the ego and deconstruct it so that there is less of it and more and more presence, more and more pearl. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's for sure. That's totally true. You, 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 <laughs> you say it's... Um... Very beautiful. Yeah, that's that's the process, um, and that's an ongoing process, and I I think an endless uh, going process by metab metabolizing all the things that happened, but there are also happen happening things now, and yeah. but also 
this you could say the little child or the how do you call it uh, um, the soul child or uh, is still there um, and it's in my experience it really wants to stay there and of course it also um, transform into let's say reality now and that process is um, is really there uh, and there is also some deep place yeah that's this is what the last year has attracted my attention so i'm, I'm very curious too how it really is um, but for me it feels like in a way it it, it is important um, that this inner child or this soul child um, gets uh, the right to exist and it, that it stays that it, that it stays in my life in my whole life uh, wherever I go in the development of the pearl of the point and of the boundaries dimensions and all, all and so on and so on mm. uh, but when you lose this mm, oh, <laughs> it touches me when I say that when I lose or put away this place where the, the soul child is, yeah, um, I lose some very important thing of myself. Interesting. If I were to continue riffing on that, um, so what I hear is that there is something or what I'm curious in, in some sense exploring with you is like the essentiality of the soul child. Is, is that actually a part of the human heritage to have a soul child and to, to, and that that will activate at certain junctures and certain points in time also after the realization of essence and the embodiment of essence and that that yeah. will continue. And I can also imagine that even if we, let's say we get we expand and then we kind of get comfortable in our embodiment. Let's say we enter a new situation, for instance, where we get a child or we get a new job. You know, these it's, it's impossible to predict that that inner child that, you know, I think anyone listening to this will be able to relate to that that won't activate. And and then the question is, how do we relate to that and mm -hmm. to what degree? are we consumed and maybe sometimes overly consumed by it in terms of identifying with it and what times and to what degree are we able to hold it and to to actually nurture that relationship and, and have the right relationship with this old child mm -hmm. yeah exactly yeah. yeah yeah and it is activated also when illness comes or yeah. when a divorce or when my mother will die or um I can be there, hopefully, uh, in a in a in a in an open way and present way, and also at the same time there is this um, soul child that is really really touched, um, and probably it will feel abandoned um, or or lost or whatever. Yeah. And that's also true. Yeah. 
And and we've brought in a, in a term here, soul child. Could you share with me uh, what you see the differences between inner child and soul yeah. child? <laughs> That's a difficult question. Uh, there is some, uh, I, I think somewhere is, there is a difference, but for me, it is not so much a difference. Okay. I use I use it through and through each other um, interchangeably. Yeah. You could say perhaps that the inner child is more the the ego like part of it, and the soul child. But I, that, I don't I don't think so. That it is used like that in the ritual. So. Okay. I'm not sure. Yeah. Yeah. Neither there is a, a place what I can uh, experience. There is a place where I find that. Um, it's not a structure. It is really, um, perhaps it is also a structure, but <laughs> perhaps it is both. It is a structure and it is not a structure because when I call it a structure, immediately it respond, it's response, it's, it's, it's responses like uh, that it don't agree. Wow. Yeah. It has the right to exist to be real, to be there, and to be also part of the um, reality and the truth. Hmm. Yeah, very fascinating. Yeah, nice. I guess it's important for our humanness, uh, to humanness on Earth. Hmm. Uh, that's my my uh, feeling about it okay when we lose when we let it lose we fly away in a bit <laughs> mm. away from the earth and, and one of the main threats of my life is really finding the earth and the grounding um the love for really being on earth in my body in my surrounding where i am yeah I can, I can, when you speak of that, I can feel the earth. I can feel the earthly, earthliness of myself, earthliness of, of, of being a human. And also I get immediately aware of, um, like the, the amazing, the amazing thing of actually being incarnated and that how prof the profound mystery <laughs> of being a human, uh, yeah. And also there is a richness to that. There is such a richness and, and a preciousness mm -hmm. to that, which yeah. I think that our culture today, many in our culture are not aware of that mystery, are not aware of that privilege in some sense, just because we're bogged down with structure, actually, you know, we're bogged down with that, which is already cemented and fixed. So the livingness of reality isn't uh coming through in a way that is recognized and and acknowledged for what it is mm -hmm. and then what life becomes survival and life becomes uh maintenance and uh a struggle and another aspect that i need to bring in I, I just feel so much compassion for for that situation at the same time because <laughs> There are so many people on our planet that struggles with the basic needs, you know, food, uh, safety, uh, with so little opportunity in Senegal, though I'm half Senegalese, 
Yeah, there is there is riots now. I mean, there is such a political disaster happening, and where the president has has uh, caged in his opposition, and the people are just devastated because they find the the president um, untrustworthy, and 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 this the situation so dire, right? So when the ego and the and the self and the soul is so strained to then appreciate the subtleties, to then have the relaxation and awareness and spaciousness to, to explore. It's just, it's just naturally less available. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah well, what happens to you when you feel into this? this mm. Is it a bit of despair or? Yeah, it's sadness. Yeah, sadness. Sadness. I mean, I, I feel, like I said, I feel a lot of compassion with that situation, and uh, it's a part of me like feeling that it doesn't need to be that way. Although it is, and I'm not yes. going to say that I know how it should be, uh, because I I don't have that kind of awareness. But just on a human level, yeah. I, I I sometimes. Uh, get frustrated and angry, especially about abuse of power, which yeah. we see rampantly all over the world, right? Human it's all over the world. It's not only in Senegal, it's everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah. I mean, to the, in the West, colon, you know, the, the movement of colonizing the world, which obviously is a part of our history. And, and, and again, I don't know what the result of that will be in the long run. Maybe it was needed. I don't know. But foundationally it is, has elicited a lot of suffering and, and all of the racial problems in the United States, you know, slavery and a lot of this we haven't we haven't really we haven't grieved that and acknowledged that, you know, and, and, and a lot of that is to maintain power. And and there is clear to me that there are stratas of society and people within society who have a lot of power who tries to maintain that and who are completely selfish in their wish to maintain that sense of power and wealth um so i i do not i do notice like recently over the course of the summer i've been studying history uh, particularly the vietnam war i've been studying many different presidents of the united states and leaders around the world malcolm x other and others and just to get it just to feel the human soul as a collective that like the collective human soul in history and it evokes a lot of um a lot of um caring actually like i really care about humanity and i and i want to make a difference in the right direction not only in terms of spirituality but actually i want to contribute to us moving in the right direction uh, so that that's something that's being very much stimulated when i when i tap into this yeah i can imagine it's beautiful to hear you and hear your passion for yeah. for this and for another world let's say another better world uh, and that passion is very important yeah and also the sadness and the anger the anger is important to to activate the strength but the sadness is also very important because it is so sad and there is so little we can do and to allow that 
is also part of humanness. Yeah. And, and at the same time, it is so important that you speak these, these words in this moment. And perhaps a lot of people hear it later. Mm -hmm. And in those words, it is so important to feel your truth of that and the truth, including your sadness and your compassion. And I feel it also in my heart. Mm. And also the powerlessness that's also there. That we have as an individual human being. And that's, perhaps we could say that is also food for our pearl. <laughs> to develop our pearl more and more and more and more. And that's also in including the helplessness and the powerlessness and the and sadness and the frustration. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I actually feel the a current of pleasure as you speak and, and as we kind of explore this topic and, and the level of sensitivity in our space and the mutual seeing, the mutual understanding, mutual respect, mutual consideration. Um, the other element that I want to bring into this, which I feel is so important, is like really culture, like the culture of our humanity, which is like a we current as opposed to an I current and how we and, and and that matters i like our cultural context matters one thing is self-realization here but the cultural development cultural evolution cultural presence has a lot to say about what our human potential how our and what to what degree our human potential can actualize as individuals Right, because we are bounded in a in a relative way by our, by our context, and one good example of that is our language, right? Because if we don't, our our language is inherited from our ancestors and mm -hmm. from the culture we live in. So yeah. who knows if 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 let's say if if a big chunk of of humanity awoke, awoke to essence, who knows how our language would develop, how our institutions would evolve, right? Like how our civilization would flower. So I notice in me, there is this blueprint and vision of like a society, or not to say that it's realistic that that will manifest in our lifetime, but I, I, it's so clear, close to me, this vision of a more illuminated civilization that are operating within the context of love, that are relating in the way we're, we're relating now, where that is actually the norm. I think that is a far, far-fetched from, from where our culture is today, but that is realistic in the, in the long run if the right forces and that we have the di right direction. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. I, I guess it's the only... No, yeah. For me, it is the only way and to, to go further on our planet, really from love and from sensitivity or uh, vulnerability. Yeah. Connect, connect with, with everybody around you. How difficult that is sometimes. Yeah. 
and and I want to bring in there how needed the strength aspect, the will aspect, the clarity of mind, yeah. the maturity and courage is to bring about such change, which okay. brings in like the strength essence that you spoke about earlier, like that needs a good dose of courage of standing up for what is right and be willing to face resistance, to confront pain, to confront, to challenge where we are being sloppy and where we're being weak and limp. You know what I mean? It's oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we are weak and we are sloppy and <laughs> also true. Uh, and it's it's so important, and that's what 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 we do in our school is to um, to really develop our human potential, mm. what we, what is possible for us to live uh, and to live in this world on this this earth. Mm. And yeah, for me, that's that's what I. Um, That's my possibility to live so right as possible who I am and what I have to do and can do on this world and to to develop my human potential as Fred. Mm. Um, yeah. And when we all do that, <laughs> or perhaps not all, but <laughs> let's say think. part of it. Yeah, where it is possible, then there, that's the that's the chance for our Earth. Mm. I resonate with that. Yeah, yeah. It brings in it, it brings in that sense of both like responsibility, but it, it's just a natural responsibility. Like it's just an act of love, you know. <laughs> Develop yourself. I mean, it's just. Yeah. I th like children develop into adults and soulfully we would ideally also develop from child soul to to an adult soul right that there is some kind of maturation happens and the yeah. interesting thing about the, the development of consciousness is that it requires conscious work as opposed to just a child if you just give it food it will grow right it, it naturally but the soul seemingly needs a particular kind of attention it needs conscious awareness to 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 evolve and 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 that is something we don't see in our culture at large in in this an explicit way yeah yeah that's true and the, it's, the focus is on cons, con consumentism consumption yeah consumption yeah and and not so much about this where we talk about and where, where we what we are living now that is really mm, be be how who we are as close as possible and to develop. Um, so our, our right to be here is for me in being myself. Yeah. Really being myself. And there's only one Fred <laughs> or one me, and there's only one Wazi. And yeah. I mean, that's so beautiful. We are here for for this goal i think to be ourselves mm. and to live a life as fully as possible yeah beautiful yeah 
So I'm curious um, because the, the the aspect and the character or the the aspect of passion is something that I'm really being close with in, at this stage of my life, and it's something that I highly value. That I I see a lot of power in passion. I mean, rightfully directed passion. So much can come out out of so much goodness can come out of that, right? Um, and I think a lot of people, when they think of passion, and historically speaking, they think of Jesus uh, hanging on the cross and and Jesus' passion for 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 humanity and passion for God, right? <clears throat> and how the in the etymology of passion, I think. Uh, is included also to suffer for something, to suffer something greater or, or something of that nature. Um, and I'm, I'm also exploring within the context of the diamond approach, like what, what is the diamond approach collective passionate about? Like where, where do we find passion? Is it so that passion wanes over time as we get older? Are we more passionate in our youth? And, and is that something one can situate? I don't know. So I'm curious to hear your relationship with passion, if there is something you're passionate about, and also maybe in relationship to the school. Mm -hmm. A big question. But um, what I feel coming up is that it is so important to um, to allow you your passion at, 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 F, uh, at every age. So yeah. you and your and 20s, I guess, and, and me in the beginning of the 60s. <laughs> and and there is perhaps another kind of passion, I don't know, that could be, um, or oriented towards something else. But passion, when I feel into it, when passion dies, I die. And the life in me dies, the vitality dies. The, that, that in passion, when I allow that, there is my direction. That's what I, um, where I am for here on, on, on the earth, whether I like it almost or not, <laughs> it's there. One of my, one of my personal passions in my life is also because I'm gay um, and um, that I feel or I see that um, and then I take it general because it's of course, but that in a gay gay man um, have perhaps a special thing to do here on earth mm. um, because they are gay and because in being gay, there are a lot of trauma uh, incorporated because of the rejection of the whole humanity. <laughs> Uh, for being who you are and being gay, uh, and that's that gives a traumatic experience. Uh, but there is also the chance, um, like the pearl, and the, the pearl can develop also in that way, and to find your own place also, and not only, but also as a gay man, and also what it means for you to be that. Uh, and I see so much beautiful capacities, possibilities, or how can, how can you call it in English, um, in these men. And that's why one of my passions in my life is to, to give 
tantra trainings for gay men uh, and uh, to at least do what I can do <laughs> to support them um, and myself too at the same time to be more and more myself and actually the work that we do all we also do in the, in the school uh, to to be more aware of your ego parts and of your trauma parts and of your uh, there where you survive and to just gradually um, relax into that and so that what's real in you can can flow and can be lived in the world and i think that's necessary because gay men have a special are are different in a way and have a special thing to do here on earth mm. and that's different from it's not only the sexual orientation it is more it's more like uh, how to be a man or uh, how to be intimate with other men um, how to allow other men in a in a different way uh, than only no not only <laughs> but to compete or to um whatever and that's also what I see in the last 10, 20, 30 years, and that men in general, at least here in the West, become more feminine or more um, sensitive and more open, more happy. And that's something I see a lot in gay, in gay men, but very tensed. Mm. So my passion is to to help that open up and to <laughs> make in that way the world a bit a bit more beautiful and a bit more uh, real. Yeah. But then real in in sense of in the sense of um, uh, the essential qualities. So essential, real. I can feel your love. I can feel your love coming through as you speak about this, right? Yeah, like, yeah there is love for... Yeah. yeah, and how the love is really linked with the passion somehow, right? Yeah. There's no passion without love, I guess. Uh, exactly, so they, they, they are definitely linked. Uh, yeah. So what I hear is uh, that you, you... Yeah, or let me ask it as a question, actually. What experiences you feel contributed for that type of passion being stimulated in you that particular passion to, mm -hmm. to serve gay people in that way what experiences do you have maybe growing up or what is it that you've seen observed that stimulated that in you for myself in my I personal mean, maybe personally or what you've seen in the world is there something specific that you've experienced that has led you to for that passion to activate in the way that it has? Yeah, yeah, it's on different levels, I guess, but it begins with my personal level and that I experienced um, in my teenies or even before that, <laughs> um, how my energy or my vital energy, my life energy uh, was, um, uh, <laughs> tensed um, because uh, I didn't allow myself to be a sexual being and an erotic being 
sensual being um, because it was wrong and I didn't have any mirroring around me for the way I felt um, in my in my body um, from let's say sexual but more erotic erotic and more sensual and more really being in my body and that's not the only cause but it was one cause of um, um, my not being myself and not feeling in myself and not um, allowing my um, my real flow Is that the right course I go? <laughs> because yeah, 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 yeah. I think so. I think so. I think right. you're touching on something very important here, and and your experience of being cramped and be, like you're being stagnated or being yeah. stuck in your sexual energy, and how that obviously. I mean, when I tune into that experience, there is such a tremendous amount of suffering because not only do is that there is a repression there, but there can also be built in, internally a kind of pressure right because you're not allowing to flow what what has a lot of force yeah. that there is yeah. like tensing up that happens and that can kind of come out and explode in emotional reactivity or whatever it may be uh, yeah. i mean it was like we are more like <clears throat> not coming out and being too much in and then and i didn't feel really what my heart really wants in this world so yeah. i didn't want i didn't know after school where what to do to study and I studied economics and I thought, okay, let's try. <laughs> but it was so totally not who I am and what I have to do in this world. But I didn't know. Yeah. During the study economics, it's the last eight or nine years. And then I worked a bit in it a few years. Um, but it was so not. Uh, and then I discovered myself more and more and I discovered my or. Actually, I, I saw, oh, I'm, I'm gay. Ah, okay. Ah. Oh, it opened up. And and then a totally different thread <laughs> um, was here, was born in a way. And and then I uh, did the work in in a, more in the therapeutic way and in the body psychotherapy way and... Uh, and then the Tantra, and then the Ritwan, and here I am <laughs> in a totally different way than, than than I was in my teenage. And of course, that happens with a lot of people, but the not allowing myself to be who I am really and what wants to flow here, also sexually and sensually, that's mm. an important uh, uh, thing that, it, that keeps it down, keeps myself down. Yeah. And Doc's essence. Sorry, and Doc's essence as well. Yeah, it, essence, yeah, yeah. Right. Very much so. Energy, it does. Vitality, red essence, definitely, yeah. and also in your case, sens sensitivity that you didn't really know yourself at that point for because you weren't open, like you were hid hiding somehow or schizoid. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah, and of course, everybody has his own story in that. But this is my story, and then the passion is also, I, I think, um, uh, is there um, where your own story is in my own life. Yeah, of course. And I see it around me like 
Yeah. So you see the same, the same situation you found yourself in when you were younger, you see it in other people and with the liberation, the freedom, the, the expansion that has happened for you, there is a kind of compassion of wanting to offer that to other people as well and facilitate for that movement. Uh, and that is a love movement of love. That's, that's kind of what I'm seeing. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And the love for myself instead of the judgments of myself. Yeah. Yeah, first I found Tantra, and uh, when I was, there was not so much to do in the Tantra, and then the teachers who did the Ritwan already um, said to me, ah, I think the Ritwan is something for you. Now and then I went, I, I went to, to, to a retreat, and wow, I, I thought, ah, oh, that this exists. <laughs> it's so, it was so right, it was so exactly, um, what I want to explore further, um, and it was also a safe, safe way, yeah. and, and uh, it fitted to me. Yeah. So, twenty-three years ago now, I started in the Ritwan. It brought me so much. Where we were we talking about and more. Um, even more freedom and it goes on and on and on and on and on and it's endless like like it goes the development mm -hmm. i love that so much so also discover who i am really and what where is my passion about what what is it really that i um, that that <laughs> true nature wants me to do and to live yeah. in my life. Yeah. So a couple of things um, that stimulated in me. Um, one is for the people listening uh, who, who are maybe new to the Diamond Approach. Uh, so the Diamond Approach is act the actual teaching while Ridwan is the school. That's, that's the name of the school where the teaching is um, shared, basically. Um, <clears throat> and one thing that we could go into is um, Tantra, right? Because there's so many different understandings of Tantra, and I imagine you have one particular <clears throat> exposure to, to one specific type of Tantra, maybe. Uh, yeah. And you also mentioned that there was someone, someone who was your teacher or already in the school. Could, who, who is that? Is it you? No. I call her, call her Berg. Okay. Uh, she was in the school, and Kio, perhaps you know that name, is, is teacher now, and uh, has also uh, an ongoing group in the Netherlands. Yeah. And, and, and what is your understanding of Tantra? Like, uh, could you just share Tantra? What, what is that exactly for you? For me, it is a, a lot the same as a diamond approach. <laughs> um, and there is something added and that is the the aspect of contact um, and in and you could say in the form of the dialectic inquiry there is um there, you, there i can experience some of that what's what's possible in the contact in tantra, yeah in tantra there is also the physical yeah. uh, the, 
the bodily uh, aspects, so also of touch and um, physical contact. Yeah. And that's not so much what we do in, in our school, mm -hmm. Ritma school. Mm -hmm. And what adds for me or added uh, a lot, you know, because that helped me um, to get into my body more and more. Mm. Yeah, I think that's a beautiful avenue, you know, to be able to do physical kind of inquiry, inquiry that also includes the physical. Yeah. Uh, yeah. In some sense, right? Exploring not only in with words and with presence and sensing, but actually also touch, physical touch. There is something, uh, I think that's a, that's a whole domain uh, that I, you know, was very curious about. Mm. Yeah, yeah I, I once asked Hamid a question about that uh, already a long time ago. And then he, his answer, I don't know exactly, but he said, oh yeah, when you feel drawn to, uh, find a good tantra school and do that in the tantra school because we don't do that in the school yeah. that's, that's right that's that's totally fine now you, you, there was there's a beautiful book i looked it up uh, the power of divine eros yeah um was it that, that retreat sorry was it that retreat you you spoke that asked that question or yeah, it is about the retreat that was here once in Amsterdam, and it is in, in a book. <laughs> yeah, uh, and and uh, it's a beautiful book. It is a, it is about tantra. Yeah, um, and I loved it a lot. I already read it uh, two three times, and it's so inspiring because it is from Karen and Hamid, uh, and they write it, let's say, more in the language of the school. Yeah. Uh, but it, for me, it connects um, Tantra and the Ritman in a beautiful way. Yeah. Power of the, the power of divine Eros. That's, that's yeah. the name yeah. of the book, which is also yeah. a retreat. Um, yeah. yeah, it's a transcript of a retreat, yeah. <clears throat> hmm. Yeah, we also brought in the, the concept or the I mean, essentially, the, the words are a concept, but they point to something deeper. True nature, right? I remember back in back in the <clears throat> back in the days, <laughs> not that old, but I, like the true nature for me was a was an abstract word. Then over time, I mean, I, I've come to understand it and know it and experience it and and feel at home with that. But um, um, I think it's um, yeah worth worth. Uh, maybe just exploring a little bit, you know, what, what do we mean by true nature? What is true nature for us? And, and um, do you want to share on that first or? Yeah, 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 for me, I, I notice in inquiries, um, then comes the spontaneous words come up and I use the word God a lot uh, because in a way that's closer in that experience for me than true nature. Um, wow. but true, true nature is yeah what is God what is true nature <laughs> but it is the words the word is actually beautiful because it is about truth uh, and it is about the nature of human of a human being mm. um, so it is very close to to the uh, experience of um in a, in, in a moment about the truth 
and about my humanness and about reality. Um, not thought in a way, but um, experienced and lived in a way. And in that way, true nature, or I, that's, yeah, when I say it, I, I say it too, too quick. So true, true nature. And when I slow down, mm, I feel more of, of its meaning. Mm. Our true nature. Yeah. What comes up in you when, when we speak about this? Yeah, for, first I want to say it was very well said and beautifully spoken, well, your sharing of it. Um, true nature. I resonate with your sharing about it. Um, I definitely relate to essence. When I speak of essence, which is definitely linked to true nature, uh, or it's the same, same, another word for true nature, you could say. I feel the substance. I really feel the substance coming in and my soul kind of being filled with uh, like a kind of elixir of truth, like a truthfulness that can manifest in a multifarious of ways. Um, when I say true nature, I feel it brings me to a place of truth as well that is experiential that is unmediated and that there is an immediacy and a directness that there is a uh, that which is like the, the real ontological nature of things right there the 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 essence of life um, and at the same time like how vast it is how how impossible it is to to really pin it down or you know it's impossible to pin it down it cannot be pinned down i mean it's it's endless i but there it's clearly experienceable and um, I know that I've read the book, The Alchemy of Freedom. And in that, Hamid's talk about indeterminacy, that it's, it, it, it is indeterminate, that it, it cannot be bound or pinned down to one thing, yeah. um, that it's, it's not of its nature to be, to be pinned, up, pinned down. It's dynamic. Um, and within the school, uh, one th one view and one understanding of the, the the true nature is how it manifests in the different dimensions. Like it, true nature manifests as the aspects, uh, it manifests as the diamond vehicles, it manifests as the boundless dimensions. So true nature is a vast, vast, vast ontology of reality, uh, vast, vast reality. And when the soul <clears throat> is awake and open and illuminated, then true nature uh, can be experienced and known, and in that sense also knows itself through the vehicle of the human soul, um, which to a large extent is what the Diamond Approach about, is about, and also obviously the the process of the actualization of true nature. How does true nature actually actualize through a human being in terms of functioning, relating, 
uh, grocery shopping, whatever it may be, right? That that there that is a potential for that, and and that that true nature is <clears throat> the deepest intelligence there is in reality. Like there is no more profound, deeper intelligence than true nature itself. So if true nature is unlocked and actualized, then there is the optimizing force of reality will completely be there, and all the all the you know the everything that comes linked with God and divinity becomes lived and real. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Beautifully spoken. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 I totally can feel into what you say and, and the word being, whatever being is yeah. also a word, but being a real being, uh, being. is, is, is what it is. It is. Yeah. And that being is so rich in all these aspects you said, and all the forms and are not forms. Yeah. yeah. You can't grasp it. And that's what, what I meant in the beginning of our uh, meeting, that it is so, um, you can so easily, maybe call it reify, so make an object or make a thing of it. And uh, you destroy it by doing that. Mm -hmm. and you open it up by just um, give words to it like you did. Then mm -hmm. it comes closer and being is, is really here now, in this moment. Totally. I feel it. It's... Mm. Yeah, when it's here, I love to breathe into it because then it becomes more and more full, full, fuller. More, more. Also on the ground, heaven and and earth, both. in our contact. And it's also bigger now than our contact. Mm. My experience. That it is bigger than the contact you said. Yeah. I feel unity actually. I feel that when you when you brought that in, I felt there, there was a new emergence and there was the emergence of unity of realizing we are actually the same thing. <laughs> We're actually of the same nature. We're the same being that is manifesting in two different locations. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. We are one. We are one. Yeah. We are one. Yeah, that's that, that's so beautiful about the diamond approach. We are one, and I feel that now, and it is so real. It is true. Yeah. And at the same time, you are you, and I am me. Exactly. Also, this dimension of of the spiritual dimension, this dimension of true nature, and that's the pearl, and that's the, the personal essence in each of one of us. Mm, totally. It's so important too. That is so important too. 
Exactly. This this is also a very hot topic in the in the book, the Pro Beyond Price, and you know, also in psychological understanding of rapprochement. Like some people, and I mean, I mean, many of us, I, I believe, can struggle with being both in unity and in kind of maybe also even an emerged condition of actually not having boundaries and also being autonomous and individuated that there is for many people a conflict there when one is stuck in the mind right but when we when one is dropped down to the depth and and then and the essence of things and there is no 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 problem no conflict no it can manifest simultaneously and uh and uh it just resolves all paradox there there is no part paradox when when one is in being right it's just that's how it works that how that's how it is <laughs> you know it's very true so especially in the dialectic inquiry it's so beautiful um oh, again and again i i, I discovered that real contact or the closest contact that's possible is there uh, where each one of us is really in himself or herself yeah really totally in this personal essence and the more you are there the more you are i am on my place and you are in your place the closer and the more contact there is and that's not emerging contact but it is uh, a contact of oneness or yeah i don't know contact of openness transparency openness. yeah yeah transparency as well yeah. yeah yeah another hallmark of the down approach obviously is to just the the uh, discriminating intelligence of of discriminating different types of experiences there is a difference between maybe singularity and oneness unity and and simply feeling yourself as an individual that there is such a detailed map and 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 yeah. Hamid's ability to discern and discriminate is just you know <laughs> I, I it's just astounding uh, yeah that's beautiful that's that's amazing and I feel that is a very beautiful place to round off our dialogue. Yeah. <laughs> it's been yeah. a pleasure to be with you, truly. So, uh, again, I feel so much at home with you. And yeah, I, I feel yeah the preciousness of you, the preciousness of your pearl. So I'm so glad that you got the opportunity to do this. Yeah, thank you very much for this opportunity to meet you. And you are a precious pearl too, a beautiful pearl. And it's it can happen because you are there and I am here. Mm. And I like I loved it very much be together and just allow it where it wants to go. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So for those of you who wants to potentially reach out to Fred, you can do that. He does accept new students from what I gather. Yep. And um, other than that, I'm just going to say so much love and uh, stay tuned for the next one when it drops. All the best. 
I'll end the recording.